Hello, and welcome to 2024, my friends. This is going to be our best year yet. It really is. And I don't care if I sound really dorky saying that. We're going to make it a great year. Flashback to the people who said that at the beginning of 2020. But no, seriously, we are. We are. And I had a lot of ideas for the first episode of 2024. So many ideas. I mean, we've got, uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming up this year. But I know you're wondering, what are we going to talk about today? Very recently, a friend of mine, the reporter for Tessa Latifi, she writes for the Washington Post, Teen Vogue, Cosmo. She writes for all of these amazing places. She sent me an account on Instagram called Go Diaper Free. Once she sent it to me, I could never get it out of my head. I bl- I, I, and I text her all the time now and say, for Tessa, screw you for making me see this because now I'm never going to unsee it. And if you go look it up, you're never going to unsee it either. It's an account about elimination training your kids. It's a way of potty training where the kids don't wear diapers, where you just kind of work with their with the faces they make and their body language to decide if they're going to have a poop or a pee. And then you try to get them to a potty as quickly as possible. Great, great. But this is an account filled with pictures and videos of children on the potty, of children going to the bathroom. And frankly, I cannot think of a bigger invasion of a child's privacy than this. So I told Fortessa if she was going to be the one to put this into my life, to put it in my head, then she had to come on the show and talk to me about it. Talk to me about what you have noticed about the diaper-free Instagram influencers. I mean, it's it's definitely in line with the kind of influencer we see right now, which is this like crunchy earth mama, like trad wife kind of thing. And so it's like not super surprising to me, but what I saw, what came across my Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I have to send this to you, was this girl, this woman who um, she was on The Bachelor a couple of years ago and now she has a few kids and she like posts a lot of motherhood content. And she just had a baby. Like, I think her baby's like not even like two months old, maybe. And she is like free diapering him, which is basically like trying not to use diapers and trying to catch their bowel movements and their pee by holding them over a toilet or a sink or whatever, which like, okay, fine. I don't know. I'm not a parent. So I don't know if I can really speak to that. Although I've read that like, kids don't have control over that at that age, which like you would imagine they wouldn't. Um, So I don't know, like scientifically, if it's valid. I can speak to this as someone who has potty trained two children. No, there is no controlling that shit. There is no controlling that shit. Okay. It is going to be everywhere. They're going to do it wherever they want to do it. And there are ways to potty train that are good and bad. I bribed my kids. I, I sat them on a potty with a screen I was like you can watch all the tv you freaking want and if you poop you get an M&M and if you pee you get an M&M and you know what they poop in the potty now so like whatever I and you can you can potty train however you want to potty train but here's my biggest issue with the go diaper free account this account has 70,000 followers yes 70,000 people are watching this woman's children be 
potty trained without, I can't even say it with a straight face, be potty trained without diapers. They're seeing way too much of these kids. Like I find this account to be one of the most exploitative accounts that I've seen on social media. It's so wildly personal. And this is something I've thought about with influencer kids is like how they're going to grow up and be able, like their bullies or their peers are going to be able to Google like their potty training. And I'm just like, God, that's terrible. And then imagine you're like one of the kids like on this account. Like, I mean, is there anything more personal than going to the bathroom? (laughs) I don't get it. We're literally like their parents teach us like privacy in the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. And then there's videos of them online, like getting breastfed and going to the bathroom at the same time. It bums me out so much. And I just, yeah, it's, it's not even the, like I said, the, the idea of the diaper freeness. It's that we have such a weird look at this. And there's, there's one picture that I'm looking at right now. And it's a kid sitting next to a potty, but then there's like a ton of pee next to them. So we're not, we're, we're seeing naked babies covered with covered in pee it's just it feels it feels weird and then also the babies that are sitting on the potty um look I don't necessarily want to go here because this is also a terrible place to go but we've talked before on this show that there are creepy elements who are on social media who take pictures of kids off of people's feeds and just these potty pictures feel ripe for that. And so this account, this is, oh my God, I can't stop scrolling. I can't stop scrolling for Tessa. No. Um, there this is one of just like someone holding holding a pantsless child over a toilet. Yeah. With her name. Her name is attached to this. So the baby's name is on here. That's so identifying. And again, yeah. I I just I just mentioned how I potty train my kids. That for me feels like mom advice. Like it's what I would tell yeah. any stranger on the street that's like, I'm potty training. And I'm like, here's how to bribe them with M&Ms and Daniel Tiger versus yeah. pictures of my child pooping and peeing. Yeah, I do think there's like a line there. And this is really interesting because there are moms and mom creators who want to share about motherhood without kind of letting their kids privacy be part of that or lack of privacy and i think it's interesting to see how they're like figuring that out like there's this creator on tiktok her name is allison and she's um i think she's having a c-section literally today so hope that goes well for her um because that sounds incredibly painful but she um has been sharing all about her pregnancy for the last like nine months and you know it's been like really cool and she's she's married and she shares about her marriage and whatever. And then she came on a few weeks ago and said, like, I'm not going to be sharing my daughter on social media when she's born. And people are like losing their shit. Like I made a TikTok about it and I was like, you know, Allison is the latest influencer to decide, you know, to keep her kid offline or whatever. And people are like, literally like, well, then why did she share about her pregnancy? Why, like, why, why would she show us all of this and then not show us the kid? Like, why? Would she even do this in the first place? And I'm like, but she says in the video, being pregnant was my experience, but that existing is her experience. Living in the world is her experience. And that also fascinates me that there is this sense of ownership from an audience. I like, I deserve to see 
pictures of this child. I deserve to see this child grow up. That is creepy as hell, my friends. Yeah, I think it's like one thing to be like curious, like they're, you know, you follow them and they're so cute. They're like a really cute married couple, Isaac and Allison. And you're like, I wonder what their kid is going to look like. I wonder what the name is like. I think that's like normal. But I think when it crosses over into like, like literally someone commented on my TikTok and was like, they owe us pictures of the baby. And I was like, no, they don't, dude. What are you talking about? No, they don't owe you anything. It's just intensely, intensely insane that people would feel like they deserve to see anyone's child. But I think that that is coming from the fact that we are that there are so many accounts putting so much of children's lives out there that we just assume that everyone would like to do this. Right. And we're used to seeing that content. So we're like, wait, why would I see this and then not see every single thing that happens to you? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've actually reached out to the Go Diaper Free account because, again, I'm not here to trash anyone. And I'd love to hear their reasons for for doing this and it this blew my mind when you sent it to me because we have seen so many coaches so many parenting coaches emerge on the instagrams and the tiktoks that i didn't think we were going to see potty training coaches i didn't think that this was this was going to be a thing but but it's 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 real it's real It's like the it's like the porn thing. Like if there's if there's a topic, then there's porn about it. Like if there's a topic, there's an influencer about it. Oh my god! I created a whole rule for that in like the early episodes of Under the Influence. I think I called it like Rule Thirty Five or something. I'm like, if it exists, there's an influencer for it. Wow. Um, and and it's true. I mean, this is an elimination communication is a real thing that some people do. I don't want to mock what any moms do. If you think that you can catch your baby's poop, then you should try to catch your baby's poop. I would never, I would never, ever be able to catch my baby's poop. But I, and I'm wondering, is this a thing that Instagram and these companies should, should be putting up boundaries around? Because this does feel like a violation of children's privacy. I mean, I think from their perspective, like, children are big money makers on social media you know like if they were to say like we want to protect children's privacy like okay how much do you protect it like does that mean mommy vloggers because that's like a ton of their traffic and like a lot of the money that they make so it's like i think they really have no business interest in doing no no they don't i mean there is definitely a moral interest and there's an ethical interest but yeah there is no business interest in protecting children there's not there's sadly sadly not and go diaper free is not the only diaper diaper free account elimination account out there i feel i feel like a lot of our listeners that were going to be surprised by this because i had never gotten served this content until you sent it to me yeah so i do feel like this is a very this is a very specific corner Yet a specific corner that has 71,000 followers, 71,000 followers. Right. And that's just on that one account, like you said, like they're, they're not the only one. Well, and you've done so much research into how the children of influencers, how they feel when they're actually cognizant, when they, when they realize how much of their lives have been shared online. 
what is what is the impact? How do some of these these kids feel once they can finally see accounts of themselves? I mean, it's really brutal. Like I actually just talked to a young woman yesterday who will be in a future story that I'm working on, but her mom is a parent influencer and she was looking back at the content and there was like this this content based around the girl's first period, like her first menstrual cycle. And she was telling me, like, even at the time, I was so embarrassed. And she was like, not that, you know, you should be embarrassed. And I was like, dude, you're like 13. Of course you're embarrassed. Like, I don't even talk about my period online at 30 just because, like, whatever. It's my own boundary. And she was just like, it's really weird. She told me that when she got to college, she, um, you know, people are like, oh, what do you, what do your parents do? Like, whatever. And she mentioned it. And Someone was like, oh, my mom loves your mom's blog, whatever. And the girl's just sitting there like, has she seen this? Like, what does she what does she know of me that I haven't told her? Wow. Wow. That makes so much sense. Of course it does. Of course it does. Like, what does this person know about me? Because their mom is a fan of me. And that used to just be reserved for the children of celebrities. Right. Which again, terrible thing. But I mean, let's let's bring it around to the children of celebrities, because I was still working in celebrity journalism when People Magazine made the decision not to publish pictures of celebrities' children wow. unless there was explicit permission. Right. So their boundaries were drawn around celebrity kids, although you know they were very very big gray area, and so. I think that we need to go in that direction when we're thinking about the influencer kids and what can embarrass them and what they may or may not want to talk about. I just think bowel movements have to be such a clear line. It seems like a real line to me. I mean, you would think, right? And when I think about the celebrity kids, obviously that is its own beast and not taking anything away from their experience. But there was... I think more of a line for those kids because obviously they had to worry about the paparazzi or whatever, but this is like this, your home is your set, you know, is like the movie set. Like you, everything can be made into content versus being like, oh, if I walk outside right now, like a paparazzi could take a picture of me. This is your parents or the paparazzi. Like I'm, it, there's just like not a boundary in the same way. I was just going to say that, that it's your parents who are the paparazzi. Not some creepy photographer guy like all of the ones that I used to have to work with. Yeah. Got sent to Mexico with one once. What? For what? Oh, my God. This story is bananas. I, I was working at the New York Daily News, and that is back when newspapers still had money, and yeah. they sent you on ridiculous like excursions to go get exclusive stories. Amazing. And we got, we got a tip that Eli Manning was getting married in, I think it was Cabo San Lucas. And they're like, all right, you, you got to go. You got to go there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, to Cabo? They booked me into this resort. It was a $10,000 a night suite. And I had to go with this creepy old paparazzo. Wow. Like, and we kind of had, he like thought it was funny if we pretended we were married. Wow. Oh, yeah. And because I like worked in such like an old male dominated industry. He would, like, take pictures of me in my bathing suit because we're by the pool trying to be undercover while Peyton and Eli are tossing a football around in the pool. Um, And he'd, like, take pictures of me in my bikini and, like, send them back to the newsroom and everyone would laugh about it. 
which is I mean, which is why which is why I think I have such a thick skin for like bad bosses now. I'm like, you want to hear bad? Listen yeah. to this shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. Also, that's like so vintage that like not only did the like newspapers have money, but that you couldn't just rely on people like sending you Snapchats of like finding out who was getting married. You know, like you had to go totally, totally. And I was the only reporter that had made it into the resort. And so someone from the New York Post had rented a boat to, like, do a boat yeah. by, a, like, by, like, the beach where they were getting married. But I was in it. And frankly, the photographer did get the pictures and ended up, the Daily News was then able to license them to a lot more places and cover the mm-hmm. story. But this is the weird economics of the world of old school celebrity journalism. That is bananas. I know. And also, also such a good story. So, like, in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, it was annoying, but also yeah. hilarious. Worth it. Totally, totally worth it. There is, I'm going to take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about this, this other new phenomenon that parents are doing to children on social media that just turns my stomach, where they're pranking their kids, where they're playing jokes on their kids. Can we talk about that when we get back? Yes, absolutely. All right, Fortessa, have you have you seen this this new thing that that's going around the prank my baby trend? Uh, yes, unfortunately, I have. It's hashtag. You can search hashtag prank my baby. How how the hell does one prank their baby? Like they don't understand things. You can't prank. Also, I hate pranks. I will just go on record. Like any age, if someone pranks me, bye. I don't want to be near you. No, you're a bad person. You're a, you're you're a bad unless it involves a whoopee cushion because whoopee cushions. <laughs> and then that's pretty. Actually, my niece and nephew are obsessed with whoopee cushions, and they'll like put one underneath my husband like pretty frequently. And that's like okay, that is obviously funny. It's like the only prank that I can stomach. The only prank that is at all funny is the whoopee cushion. I just I think this is going to air after the holidays, but I bought both of my kids whoopee cushions, and it's going to be their favorite holiday present. I know I it. Mean, it's so funny. I'm scrolling through these prank my kid, prank my baby accounts, and there's one that is so, so awful. It's a mother gives her kid an ice cream cone, and it's a little kid. He's probably like 18 months old gives the kid an ice cream cone and then and the kid is so happy and then smashes it smashes the ice cream and then wipes her dirty hand down his shirt and he just starts bawling bawling what are some other things that you see in these prank my baby videos yeah so some of it is like using like fake poop and like either throwing it at them or like showing it to them and being like you did this or this is out here whatever which is just like so bananas to me because you're also like trying to teach them like not to like touch poop and to like put it in the toilet and then you're kind of like undoing all your lessons which is weird there was that one a few months ago like the cheese one did you see that they literally would just throw pieces of cheese like cheese that you would use in a grilled cheese like a slice and just like throw it on the kid's face and just like have the reaction to it to getting cheese thrown on your face. And the kid is like, what? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like really sensitive because I literally am the most sensitive child and adult like on planet Earth. But I just don't understand pranks and like the idea of like taking a video. Like there was that 
I know that last time I was on, I was talking about the LeBrant family, which is like that big YouTube family. And they had like this prank like a couple years ago, maybe like as much as five years ago now. But their daughter, Everly, who at the time was like, I think like six or seven, maybe. Um, They told her that her dog had like run away and yeah, and they paid like a whole video on it. And they were like, yeah, sorry, like Carl's gone. Like, you know, this happens and that. And she's like sobbing and it's like, and then they like literally uploaded it. And that like, that's just not a prank, I don't think. Yeah, I'm, that is just, what parent would think, let's tell our kid that their dog ran away or that their pet is dead and then videotape their reaction. That is just fucked up to me. It is fucked up to me. There's no other words for it. Yeah, it's a very, very strange behavior. And then like posting it to like millions of followers. Millions of followers. I'm looking at another post right now on TikTok where this is a baby baby, like a little baby. And the parent goes, it looks like they're in a Target or a Walmart or something. And the parent goes and puts on a creepy mask, kind of like the masks that the people wore in Point Break when they were robbing banks. Yeah. Uh, And then the baby cries. Fuck. No. It's just like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand either. And again, this feels like, this feels to me like content that should also maybe be restricted. Again, it won't be. No. All of these have millions and millions of views. So, so many views. Um, And the comments, and the comments are also very divisive, you know, so, you know, oh my gosh, wait, no, 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 now here's another one I, I have to, the, there's a fake hitting your baby's head challenge. What do you need? Okay, okay, this is crazy, crazy to, to explain. You tried the, I tried the fake hitting my baby's head challenge. What do you do? I need to, I don't really understand what you do do here but i'm just all i'm seeing is a crying baby right now so all right hold on hold on hold on what do you do the fake oh oh my god all right so in this video you hold the baby in front of a wall and you pretend that you're about to drop the baby and bang on the wall so they think that they hit their head and then they start to cry that is i'm actually like in shock like that is so mean like the joke is that the baby thinks they're hurt what is the joke what is the joke this isn't even a prank this is like they the woman pretends that she's gonna drop her baby that's what's happening that's what's happening this has to be creating some kind of deep distrust in like in between the parent baby relationship and to me this is very interesting because there's this one part of social media that does nothing but talk about attachment Attach them skin to skin with duct tape with everyone naked until they go to college so that they have they have good attachment. And then there's this other part of social media that is let's torture our babies. Let's just like fuck with them until we turn them into American psycho style sociopaths. Oh, it just like bums me out. Like even as an adult, I just the idea of someone like making fun of me or like even like jumping out at me, like I literally hate it. And it makes me feel so silly and stupid. And like as a kid and for my reaction to be like online, like that's just like, I don't like it. I do not like it. Here, here's another one. I'm just going to keep scrolling. I'm just going to keep scrolling. Yeah. 
I thought, here's another one where they're in some big box store and the parent puts on a big bad wolf mask. This is a really scary wolf mask. It has big, sharp yellow teeth. And there's a two-year-old sitting in the shopping cart and a baby baby, probably a nine-month-old, in, in the caddy. And the whole purpose of this in the caption is, who gets scared first? What? <laughs> who gets scared first? And I'll tell you, it's actually, it's the toddler, the baby, the baby is just kind of like, what is that furry thing? And the toddler's like, holy shit, I'm going to die. This has 290,000 likes. No. Like, simply no. I do not cosign. I do not cosign. I think this is, this is one of, I don't know what we're going to call this episode. Are we just going to call it? More disgusting things that parents put online of their children. What were they thinking this time? <laughs> this time, it's even worse than you thought. Yeah, literally. Literally. Um, I mean, you've, you've also talked to a lot of parents and a lot of influencers in your reporting. Where, where do some of them say that they draw the line? Because a lot of influencers do draw a proper line. Like, what are some people's boundaries? Because clearly... These people that I'm looking at have no goddamn boundaries. I mean, I think what's fascinating is that each of them, even the ones that we consider to be boundaryless, like they do think that they have boundaries. Like I recently talked to this huge um, family creator. And again, I have this whole influencer series coming out um, in Cosmopolitan in March. And so I've been working on it. And I talked to this huge creator and I was like, yeah, you know, you've like posted videos of your kids like crying and, you know, having really like personal difficulties. And he's like, well, you know, that's because that's just what's true to our life. Like if you fall, if you like are in a family, like it's not always like rainbows and butterflies, like there's going to be kids crying in like the home videos. And I was like, well, yeah, but this isn't a home video. Like just by definition, it's not a home video. And he was like, yeah, but and then I asked him, like, what do you think about the backlash against family influencers? And he was like, well, I know that there are, you know, people who take it too far and there's things that, you know, aren't done right. But I know that we are one of them. But everyone I've talked to has said that. So it's like, who do you think it is if it's never the person, if it's never you? If it's never you. And I think that there are very clear things that border on child abuse. I want to go back to the Ruby Frankie story, which we recently did an episode on all of the updates there. That is a woman who consistently posted videos of her disciplining her children in abusive ways. She was right out there for everyone to see what she was doing to her kids. She was getting millions of likes for those things until it went legally too far. Mm -hmm. And I No, parenting is not all roses and sunshine, and I get down on influencers all the time for only showing the roses and sunshine. Right. But then there is something in between roses and sunshine and showing your kids take a poop or yep. terrifying your children and pretending, that, and pretending to drop them to make them cry. Yeah, I mean, there has to be, right? Like, there, there has to be a way to do something in the middle and i do think like uh, again with this package that i'm working on i've been talking to mom influencers who have like parenthood focused content but don't show their kids and it's been like really fascinating because they still i think 
Like in some cases, I feel like they share more about the experience of being a mother than these other influencers do of just like, you know, perfectly posed pictures or whatever, but they like are able to keep their kids out of it. And I just think that's like so interesting. And we're seeing more of that um, as this kind of like cultural wave towards privacy increases. But, you know, there is a way to do it because I see it like I, I talk to these influencers who are parenthood creators, but they don't show their kids or they have really distinct lines. And so there is a way to do it. I think there is a way to do it. Are there any accounts that you really like of parenting influencers who are mom influencers, who are parenting influencers, who don't actually show their children? Yeah. So I talked to Annalie Grace and I think her at is Annalie Grace 15 and she has millions of followers on TikTok and Instagram. And she shares about being a mom, but like, I don't even know how old her kids are. Like, I think they're like, I know they're like under school age, but like, I don't know exactly. And I don't know their names. I don't know what they look like, but she'll share like, sometimes she'll do like little skits where she's like, um, are like little trends where she is kind of either like acting like her kids or being like, you know, you know, your mom when or whatever. And I see like all these people like loving her content, but she doesn't show her kids at all. And then there's um, Lindsay Girk is also one of them. And she does like skits where she pretends to be her again. Like I think she has like a three-year-old and a five-year-old or I don't know, young children. And she'll be like, this is what I imagine the conversation between my three-year-old and one-year-old is like. And then she'll like act like each of them. And it's so funny. And it's like, it's still like stuff that's happening in her motherhood life and in her parenthood life, but it's not her kids. Right, right. I do think that there, I think there's a way of doing this, of sharing motherhood without exploiting your children. And that's what we should keep pushing for. Because make no mistake, these pranking videos, they're, I, I think they have to be damaging. If you, if you purposely did anything to make your child cry, you're hurting your kid. You just are. Like there's, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any, any, you know, way around that. Um, and and also, if you're purposely posting pictures of your children doing one of the most private things in the world, which is not just going not just going to the bathroom, but learning to go to the bathroom, I think about my bathroom struggles all the time. My main bathroom struggle in my house now is I don't want my kids to come in when I poop, right? Because for so long. They were, well, at first they were in with me because, right, if you're alone with a one-year-old, you can't yeah. leave them outside the bathroom. So they get very used to hanging out with you in the potty. Yeah. But then they reach a certain age where they can be quasi alone in a room and you're like, get the hell out. Yeah, like back off, dude. Back off. And so, and so you're like, I'm trying to promote privacy. And then how can you promote privacy when you're like, but I'm going to take a picture of you on the potty. Yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, when you go like I used to work at a preschool and like we would tell the kids like, OK, you know, bathroom, we have to give each other privacy to go to the bathroom. We have to shut the door. And if we need help, we have to ask an adult. And, you know, like the whole thing. And like, how would I explain to them that like they need privacy in the bathroom, but also I'm going to take pictures of them? There's no there's no way to do that. There's just no there's no good way to do that. I'll be so curious if if I actually speak to the woman who runs the Go Diaper Free account. Because I respect anyone that's trying trying to help other moms. But at the same time, like you just said, 
you can do it without without exploiting your kids. You can, you can. And like, I love watching the ways that women are figuring out how to share their journeys while not showing their kids. Because I think like, especially in the U.S. where we're just like missing so much of like, you know, paid parental leave and like the village that you're supposed to have to help you with children. Like, I don't think women should just be like left alone in the dark and not allowed to talk about parenthood. Like, I don't think that at all. But I also think like there's a way to do it while like respecting your kids boundaries like it's just so strange it's so strange it's so strange it only gets stranger <sighs> i'm just so glad that I'm, all right number one i'm glad that you are here to talk me through this today number Perfect. two i will never fucking forgive you for sending me that type of free so baby account i'm sorry i literally am so deep in this world that i see things all the time mm -hmm. that i'm like Okay, well, I can't be the only one who knows about this. No, you can't. When I picture you sending me these things, I picture the doctor in a lab that realizes a virus is about to take over the world. And they're like, yeah. I can't be the only one who knows. I've got to tell okay. someone. Yeah, other people need to be alarmed. Other people, other, and now, thank you. Thank you. You alarmed me. You did, indeed. Okay. Um. I want you to tell everyone where they can find you and read all of your amazing stuff because you're you're the best. I love all of your content. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, I am at High Fortessa everywhere, uh, Twitter slash X, um, Instagram. I do a lot on TikTok. Um, and that's H-I-F-O-R-T-E-S-A. And I am obsessed with this world and I can't get over it. So if you have something that you want me to look into, let me know. And that is all we have for today. I'm just going to say something, and I really mean this. I genuinely believe that these pranking your kid videos are child abuse. I do. If you are purposely making your child cry, which the majority of parents are in these videos, you are hurting them. Now, the majority of things that we see on social media are real BS, and we've talked about that before, right? You know, all of all of the gentle parenting advice, all of these parent coach influencers but i don't think that there is a gray area in making a small human cry in scaring a child in upsetting a child they're crying for a reason and that's my hard line i'm taking that hard line i think that these accounts should be banned i think i do think that the platform should do a better job of taking them the fuck down that's it I'm on my soapbox. I'm on my soapbox, and I'm not getting off. No, I'm sure not. Thank you for joining us. As always, send me notes on the Instagrams. I'm at, at Joe Piazza Author. And please subscribe to our Substack over the influence. I'm giving away free subscriptions to that for anyone who does pre-order Sicilian Inheritance because I'm just I'm just a marketing monster. That is what I am. And it's okay. I've accepted it. After April, I'll go to therapy for it. But you know, sometimes we just have to, we just have to do the things. We have to do the things. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. Now I have to go. Now I have to go throw some cheese at my fucking baby. Ugh.